Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Let me take you on a day. Day. We ain't got a way. Tell me if you got an ex nigga in the way, he can stay. I just wanna get a little taste, and I see you keep your body in shape. Look, I just wanna die. Titty. Titty. Damn, you look good, girl. Ain't look good. Need to stop. Motherfucking titty. I really love this motherfucking song. I think I played this shit. Like, this shit get played at least six, eight times a week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what's going on, people? Damn, I'm yawning all in everybody's ear. Um, it's TJ here. Uh, EJ is on the way. Uh, shit, we had a week off, niggas. Shaked, shaking back, shook back. Um, yeah, just young. It's me and y'all right now in here, rambling, talking that shit. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. I've had a pretty good week. Um, I'm pretty glad to be back here. I realize like how much of this uh good old radio shit is really part of my routine. Cause like last Saturday we wasn't in here. It was a lot of, uh, just a lot of shit going on, and I was like, I've been feeling like off, like slightly off for like the entire week, because I was like, damn, I didn't come here and do my goddamn, uh, that's like how I cap my goddamn week off. So I start the next week and how I have a good end to, um, you know, the week that I just had before, and I'm like, well, shit, man, I'm just through all, through my whole shit off, but, um, yeah, with that being said, man, glad to be in here, glad to be you know, chopping it up with y'all out here. My good quality, just a dope ass family. I need to put that shit on a t-shirt, man. Got all these goddamn uh, sayings and phrases and all that jazz. Um, But yeah, I guess I'll tell y'all about, uh, I don't know, my week thus far or my week right now. Because I don't really do shit. I've been chilling, going to work, trying not to... uh suplex a supervisor no shit like that um been i've been kind of busy like this week this uh i don't know if anybody out here um is like a musician artist or anything like that but the whole um revolt shit is this weekend so like la is just like i shouldn't say it's like mad like just overflowing with people but I went yesterday. It was, it was cool. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Kim. She was in there, and uh, it was a good little vibe, man. Like, um, I don't know, I don't know the, um, the fucking, uh, the schedule or cities is going to. But if you are somebody who is, you know, interested in this music shit and, or just getting like, fucking little vibes, a little uh, gems from people. It's it's straight, and it's kind of like um. <laughs> I thought it'd be more hectic, like some fucking concert shit. Cause I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know really what to expect from a, uh, from like a summit or, or all this shit. But it is, uh, it's pretty chill. And they give you like way more access than I assumed. I thought they were just going like, they sit up there, it's like panels and you get to have, uh, I know they had like some stuff for like their people like applying for jobs and you can kind of, it's a cool little thing. Like I like seeing, um, shit like that and it and it's like kind of you know ways i would say i guess for us to kind of build ourselves up 
it's cool seeing like, you know, really big artists like you know Killer Mike up there, doing what Killer Mike do and just like rile up the motherfucking people on some political shit. And I, look, sidebar, that's a smart motherfucker, bro. Like that nigga just has like reserves of information. Like he was, he was up there talking some not some shit. But he was talking yesterday or last night slash yesterday about just like you know his usual kind of political type stuff. And the nigga just has like a dossier of like people doing shit, blah, blah, blah about Georgia. Like, I don't know who's the artist or person out here in California that's got that shit for like L.A. or or anything like that. But I'm dying to meet him because that nigga got like that shit was just impressive. Like, I, I think I'm I don't like, you know, I think I'm a pretty smart motherfucker. But that nigga got like stuff on top of stuff. That would be a motherfucker I would really enjoy talking to. I'm putting that out there. Like anybody got the plug on um on Killer Mike, tell him to fuck with us. Tell him to come by the good news and uh, you know, tell us some shit. But um no, nah, it was a it's a pretty good ass vibe in there and like you know, talked to a couple people. Um there was this dude. I kind of uh like there's it was it was yesterday and um we were out there trying to get something to eat and I forget what the fuck this dude's name was. I'm going to look his shit up because I, I got to give bro his credit. He might be the most, not to say none of y'all out there, whatever, but he, y'all not fucking with bro. This might be the most dedicated nigga I've, Jordan Hawkins. If anybody is like a, I don't know, an R&B person or, a, you know, music, just enjoys music, fucking, especially if you fuck with guitar, because I guess that's, that's really bro shit. And like, that's bro shit to the point where I was, they have it like set up. I don't know if anybody's been like, um. If you're from out here, like they have the, uh, the fucking, um, what the fuck I'm just talking, um, the summit, the revolt summit, they're having it at like the reef. It's this big ass building in LA or whatever. So the first floor is, uh, you know, you walk in, you do a little, like come down a little hallway and then there's this big ass stage in the middle, the revolt stage. And then there's like a state, like a, you come out, there's another room to the left. It's a smaller stage, and that's where, like, AT&T is, and they have, like, all these panels left and right, and you're talking to them. So I saw a bro when I, like, when I was walking in, and I was going to the Revolt stage. Um, I figured the fuck I was saying talk at that time. So I see this nigga with, like, you know, there's a guitar next to him and an amp. And I'm thinking, like, you know, it's mad people running through with cameras and all other types of equipment. I'm thinking he's just, like, part of the crew or he's part of, like, you know, the Revolt staff or some shit. So later on that night, me and Kim go out to eat, like, because they got all the food trucks. So we're, like, you know, walking around looking at our shit. Niggas in line with us. And I see the nigga with the amp and the motherfucking, uh, and he got the motherfucking guitar on his back. I just had, I was, like, you know, I'm, like, excuse me, my G, like, are you? He's, like, no, this is, this is mine. Like, I'm, I'm a musician. I play guitar. And I was, like, bro, you mean you carry this shit all throughout this building? And real nigga was, like, yeah. He's, like, I, I really am about this guitar shit. And he was, like, the fucked up part about it is. I did all this shit and didn't even have the opportunity to perform. And I'm like, this nigga here, like, so I don't know. <laughs> I haven't listened to his shit yet, but that nigga deserves it. So I don't, uh, I, I, I don't know, you know, what his following is or anything like that. But that nigga got my support because, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's mad niggas in there. Some niggas at a cypher and it's cool. It was cool. It was bars. They was rapping their ass off. But you niggas ain't out here, you know, carrying, uh, giant ass amplifiers with the guitar with all the chords and all this other shit uh you know so i i 
salute to that man. Salute to uh, Jordan um, Hawkins, and I hope that nigga the best because that was that was some wild shit. I ain't never seen a nigga do that. That was that was dope. But uh, yeah, it's uh, um, this might be a lot of what I, what I talk about because as soon as I leave here, like it's. They got wild ass hours. It's like from eleven to eleven. I think today is like ten thirty to ten thirty. So once, once we get done in here, I'm probably gonna run up there and just see, you know, see what I can see. But it's cool little shit, you know. I see like you know a bunch of people look like me trying to get it. A lot of like cool networking opportunities. People real fucking friendly. Like it's it's some dope black shit. I will, you know, Sean, you know, Sean Combs came out here and gave us some really cool quality black shit. And uh, that's another thing, like, there, um, it ain't like you can just run up and talk to, well, kind of. You know, you you would think it's, like, 50 billion things, security, but if the people that, you know, these big-ass celebrity motherfuckers, like, it is a decent amount of accessibility. Like, people, they were allowing, like, some, like, some girl last night was on stage, a nigga said something in the crowd, talking about, like, his brand. She just took his hat, was wearing it. That nigga got free pub. Like I said, upstairs is more of like a um they got like cool ass art and uh other cool little VIP areas. They got you, you know, you can get you go ahead and get you some Ciroc, you know, get you a little lit. But they got this area where you can take um you can just apply to shit. Like it was like Universal was up there and uh, you know, like um Bad Boy shit was up there, Revolt shit was up there. So it was some cool cool ways to get you some opportunities. Some nigga last night, they had like this, um, what's that shit called? The people who, um, they, the A&R people, like the people who go out and like, I don't want to say like, I don't, don't want to fuck up what they do. Like scout for talent, develop artists, and you know, they make a lot of connections. Like they're up there talking and the nigga just like, you know, came up and was like, Hey, I, uh, I do music. I do this. I. I wish I remembered his name because he had like this whole backstory about why he should, um, why he should be picked, why he should do this. And somebody, they just took, they took his shit right off the bat. So, uh, I will say like, it's a cool, it's some, it's some dope ass shit going on over there. And it is, uh, for me, it's, um, it's kind of, it's like, it's, it's, it's inspiring, motivating, all that jazz, cause like, I would say like it's it's different, cause you know we I don't make music, I'm not a beat maker, but you know this radio shit is like a weird like intersection for all that shit. Like, I had like way more conversations with people, and uh, just off the bat of like you know like radio clearly is like still like a um, cause you think like you would think like I guess like with the internet, radio might be kind of like in this weird space, but like I explained to them about, you know, the good news network fire explained to them about us and just kind of like our platform and how it works. And they were like, people were like really interested in like talking and getting their stories out. So I would say like, yeah, like it is, it is some, um, it's some cool shit. Not like I needed like any other fire to do this. Cause like this shit is dope. And, uh, but if you, if you fucking like needed some shit to go there and like really, really, get your shit off and like i would say i guess get a spark back into what you think you could do like yeah that was that was that because like i don't know arrogant shit but like you see people like up there and the more they talk the more they kind of talk about their stories it's like you know you got like 
y'all were like not 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 to say that they're not talented, but you don't go in there feeling like you know you would think you go in there and you see Diddy or somebody sit, sitting there, you would think you'd be like, oh fuck, man, that's that's bad boy nigga, that's the baddest motherfucker, that's one of the baddest motherfuckers in music. Like he was here with like Pac and like Biggie and still here, but you kind of look at them once they get to talk and you're like, you know what, nigga, like I could do that, like. Not on some, like, I could just wake up one day and do it, but it's very, like, once you hear people's stories, it's like, ain't nobody just wake up and get, like, boss shit. Like, it's just a lot of, what do I, how do I say? Not just sticking to it, but honing your craft. Don't just, like, there's something to doing it every day, but I think you should, you know, like everybody says, like, you should definitely, like, put effort into this. I know, like, it, like, I'll be on it now. I'm tired as fuck. Not to say I don't want to be here, but there is... I don't know. There's just like a a good theme of how, I guess, how to achieve your dreams and goals and shit that's happening over there. And, you know, for a nigga like me, that's all I really needed. Like, as far as to keep me kind of like pushing towards wherever it is I'm I'm going with this. Oh, that's another thing, too, a lot of motherfuckers are saying. It's mad motherfuckers that kind of like fell into their careers with this because it's like, like, a lot of, like, the A&R people were, like, some of them were artists, some of them were this, some of them were that. So I think it's something, too, like, where there's a lot of people who don't know exactly what they're doing or what they're trying to do with this. Like, having a feeling is still sometimes as just as good or good enough to get your shit started as opposed to having, like, a, I don't know, 50-year plan and everything, have all your motherfucking ducks in order. That's not exactly always, um, it's not, it's not necessary. Not to say it's a bad thing to do, but I would tell people, like, not to get caught up in that because just listen, motherfuckers, last night, some of your favorite motherfuckers just kind of was like, man, I just kept doing this shit, and it put me in this room, fucked around to talk to this motherfucker. I realized I can't rap, but you know what I can do? I can really, really pick a good-ass song, and now I got, you know, a billion dollars, and my mama eating good, and I told my daddy to quit his job. So they're like, I think it's, it's avenues to shit. If you keep an open mind, like that's one thing I saw yesterday. that was kind of like, not disheartening, but like, you know, cause everybody can't be fucking whatever, but it was mad niggas who like, you could tell were just really, really like, I want to throw my mixtape on stage and y'all going to hear my music and shit. Even yesterday, like just people talking about their journeys and like, I, I've never thought about any career, like in music or anything like that. And I don't, but just, I guess, being open to, like, I want to say me and he talked about that one time, but like being open to different avenues that might be around your passion, which might be cool to not have such a, um, such a, like a stringent, like, I need to do this right here. Like, I got to be a nigga who sells records. I got to be a nigga who's on stage. You might be a perfect executive. So, like, you're still around music. You still know what you're doing with music. Or you might be a great producer. Like, they had, um, fuck, who was up there? They had Terrace Martin up there, one panel. Uh, Soundway was up there. Hit Boy was up there. And, like, it was cool because, like, they still had, like, that, um, they knew the business of hip-hop and, like, music. But you could tell they still had, like, a lot of that, you know, creative vibe, like, art shit. Like, I'm feeling what I'm doing. It moves me and stuff. And they're like, sometimes, like, you could just feel that I don't know what the fuck I to do with this beat. And I made it. Like, I can't. It shouldn't be me on it. It might be this person. And they're cool with 
going with the flow and going with the vibe and all that shit. And I think, excuse me, I'm fucking dying. It's fucked up town. Uh, I think that's cool takeaway. Like I like it's shit like that that I do that I enjoy about this little summit shit. Like there's there's information that. You know, you might think some sometimes, like when they say it, you might think of some shit like, "Oh, I might, I, sh- I could have thought of that goddamn shit myself," but just somebody saying that thing a certain way might spark you to do this or do that. Like as I'm as I'm there, I'm paying attention to shit that I didn't think I would like have to pay attention to or what I even had or would have had the thought to pay attention to. Like being here and seeing how people like how people w- with the Good News Fam move, how people like. Shout out to Katie and everybody over there at the Dirty Laundry Gang. Like, how everybody, like, moves. You kind of, like, start to look, oh, he does that. And I can see how, like, how to put that to that and how to do that to that. And even if I, like, you know, they were talking. Nobody got up there and talked about anything that had to do with, like, podcasting or radio yet. But the things they did, I could, like, take pieces of that and apply it. And some of that information to me was, like, well worth the money I spent to go there. I got a uh hello. That shit is loud. Yo. Yo. Yo, what's up? It's Keith, man. Can you hear me? Nah, bro. Who is this? Who's who is you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can hear you. (laughs) Hey man, I'm calling because I like what you're talking about. You know, I like you sharing your experience uh from the summit. Uh, especially because people listening to this is going to realize how beneficial it is for them to, you know, not only put themselves in those environments, but pay to put themselves in those environments. And it really separates, you know, uh, the network. I mean, it's really kind of like a coming mechanism, you know, kind of keep all the BS people out and put all the people who are serious in one um, concentrated area. So, um, and just hearing what you're talking about, you know, as far as the type of people that was there, and tell people that was really there to try to like get their hustle on. Um, yeah, I just want to just you know add you know what I'm saying like some type of I guess some, another topping on that, and just to say like you know uh, uh, really just emphasize more so the fact that you paid to put yourself there. That's what I really want to say. <laughs> oh no, that, but that, and, that's that's a yeah. bar because like people, even people like you know you didn't talk to them, but you could tell like people who as they're running around like their urgency is like. I'm going to pick up something from this. Even like, okay, there's a couple there that you could tell might have just been like lounging around. Like, but I would say a good majority of people that I saw, or maybe it's people like I just ran into, even if I didn't really like, you know, link up with them, but just conversation and passing, people were there to do stuff, which is a good vibe yeah. to have. Like, you feel like an asshole, even even if you paid and you just like, I got money to throw, you feel like an asshole to be in a room where like 80% of these people are trying to move and you just there like, Oh my God, man! It's Remy Ma. Shut the fuck up, bro. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to do some shit here. You can go to her concert like another week. So right, yeah, and I, I ain't got to pay that much to, to 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 just go see Remy Ma, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, man, you know, I'm I'm glad you're sharing that experience and all the people listening out there, you know. Also, you know, what I'm saying like I think I, me and you was talking about it since we so attached to the culture. You know, what I'm saying we so attached to the hip-hop culture itself and all that has come from it, you know what I mean? And all the way down to fashion, you know what I'm saying? Because hip-hop culture affects fashion. It affects art that we do. I mean, literally, for a black person, it almost affects almost everything that we do. 
you know, even just based on our entertainment, if, you know, some now movies, the big movies have some of our favorite hip hop artists in it. So (laughs) it affects every facet of black culture, you know, um, but uh, I would say, yeah, also take those times to, to, to put ourselves in different environments that had that same impact, you know, that's not hip-hop-centric, uh, you know. Uh, and I think that we'll, we will get uh, equal impact, but just kind of in a different light, and it really expose us, and it really, like, like you said, keep an open mind type situation. It just, you know, I mean, I don't know how much was talked about there as far as, like, like real estate. Like, nobody's really talking about real estate in the hip hop culture esque, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like they they didn't have oh shit, nigga, in the motherfucking building, nigga. He just walked in, <laughs> but no, they uh, that part that part was dope. Like they um, oh no, I gotta cut the shit off, man. Like, I need to, what is it? One, two, three, four, five. Say bitch. Oh, there we go. There we go. We in this motherfucker. I don't see no titties out. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's, uh, Keith just called in. Keith. I'm drunk as shit. Let's talk. <laughs> oh no, nigga, shit. I was just up here talking about uh, the summit and all that shit. Fuck that summit. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dolomite is my name, and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. Please don't tell me you watched that shit. I don't want to hear shit. I ain't gonna watch it. I was supposed to watch it. I don't I, give a I fuck. did. I just. I watched it, bro. Is it good? Keith, this nigga gonna have you to hear what? about it. Oh, hey, he don't have back, to hear about bitch. it. Fuck y'all. I mean, I'm still Eddie's watching. Eddie's back. I'm still. Oh, he is. Eddie's I'm, back, dog. I'm so happy. Woo, hey, Eddie it's just, Murphy. it's just, it's just cool to see Eddie Murphy. Like, I love biopic. That's my shit. Mm-hmm. Like, any type of biopic, I'm, I'm watching it. I don't give a fuck who it's about. If it really happened, like, I'm into it. So the fact that, you know, he had to play somebody else, and then a character that we so, you know. Hold belovedly in the black culture of ourselves, Dolomite, motherfucking Dolomite. Uh, it was it was dope. It was dope to see him, bruh. Okay, that's good. And he put hella people on too. Oh, bruh, bruh. He he, he brought he brought black he brought black he brought black comedy with him. He brought um, every aspect of Eddie Murphy that you can ever. Everything that Eddie encapsulates to me personally, I think he brought it to this. I think the seriousness that he wanted to bring to Dreamgirls, he brought it to this. I think the comedy that he's always Definitely. wanted to bring to his his movies, he's brought to that. I think sexiness that he brought to his stand-up comedy, he brought to this. I think Eddie, Eddie literally brought every element of Eddie Murphy that we enjoy and have come to respect in Hollywood and everything that has made him singular and special in this business. I think Eddie Murphy put that on screen with this. That's good to hear because like, I was listening to... Uh I think it was like Brilliant Idiots of the day, and they were talking about this movie, and then they're talking about obviously the upcoming like wherever you you know if you know or not, Eddie gonna drop some fucking stand up shit, and everybody was just kind of wondering like, do you think Eddie will be Eddie in this climate? So it's good to hear that like Eddie kind of is still. I think Eddie. it depends on which Eddie you want. I think if you want Eddie to be vulgar and kind of um, politically incorrect, then I don't think you're gonna get that Eddie. I think if you're if you're looking for a, a retrospective Eddie. Somebody who can look back on his past and come up with material from there. Mm-hmm. I think you'll be able because Eddie's not party all the time, Eddie anymore. So I don't think we'll be able to get those stories of like I'm landing in San Francisco and the faggots is sitting there waiting. And yeah, I don't. I don't think we're gonna have the red leather suit. Nah, 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 nah. He's I not. He's not. That, he's, but he's, I, I mean, even in the, even in the movie, like the way he went about it, I think that he like you like it was it was times where you feel like 
this nigga could probably sell out at this moment. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. For the movie. And nigga never did. Exactly. Okay. That's and I was like, it was Eddie, shit. It you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was Eddie, but it wasn't abrasive. That's cool. It was Eddie, exactly. but it wasn't abrasive. Exactly. Exactly. It was like, damn, all right, then. I see you. You kept yeah. it all the way real. Like, like I, honestly, I'm, I mean, this may be fucking what them things called a fucking spoiler alert, but I was like, I hope he don't fuck the chick in the movie. I hope that's not a part of the movie. Yeah, I, and it I never was happened. Saying, yeah. And it remained friends. I'm like, yes, nigga. Like, yeah, that was black man too, respect man. black woman. Like, you know what I'm saying? That, that, and they didn't make they didn't ever make Lady Reed an object. They always let her be funny exactly. or let her be strong. Like in that movie, she was exactly. never sexualized. She was either always um, hilarious or always strong. And even in her la- yep. hilarious moments and like her her humorous moments, she was always strong. And that was important to yep. me. Like I'm glad he did That's that. Uh, in reality, as much as this is a documentary about somebody who blew up in the black exploitation era of the mu- movie industry, they really did not exploit any black women. Like they did no, not. He, he no. did a very good job. Like only nudity I really can remember is like white women. I don't remember any black. I, I, I was just about to say That's that. The only oh, the album cover. The, the album cover. When he did the album cover, remember when he? That's he, true. That's true. He did. The but she was light skinned, so he got to get <laughs> But yeah, in reality, he didn't. <laughs> he did not, in a distasteful way, display black women at all during this movie, especially. And well, in my opinion, I'm sure I, I only watched it once. So I'm sure it's something I'll go back and if I watch it with a close. Fourth to be Dolomite though, like fourth to be. Fourth to be Dolomite though, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was nothing that popped out at me on the first watch, especially for it to be a documentary on Rudy Ray Moore and Dolomite, mm-hmm. as much as. To me, he even did a good job of using motherfucker more because, in my opinion, Rudy Ray, Rudy Ray Moore used motherfucker more than he did bitch. So, I mean, he does the famous right. he does the famous scene of like, "Bitch, are you for real?" in the bed, but right. he, he doesn't do like excessive bitch. It's a lot of motherfuckers more. It really focuses on who Rudy Ray Moore was, not who Dolomite the character yeah. was. It, fo- exactly. it focuses on who Rudy Ray Moore That's, was and his struggles sense, to make Dolomite in the climate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, but I think for what it was, I I think the um, I think that I think Dolomite and Rudy Raymore, who he who he was as a per- person, left a lot of room for interpretation in a way that can be used to demean women today, especially in this climate. I think they well, did a good job. Mm-hmm. I think they did a good job of not of only. Um, not purposely doing it, but also not unintentionally doing it. Like they, in well, my you know, opinion, left no room for Eddie the Murphy Me Too. too. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that, that they had no. They left no room for like the Me Too people to make picket signs about this to me. Nah, no, no. Nah, nah. Everybody yeah. fucks with Eddie, and nobody's going to like Eddie. Kind of gets the. He gets what I want to say. He kind of gets the leeway. He gets the rope to do that because he's a comedian, but because he's Eddie Murphy as well. You know what I'm saying? So he, you know, people, we give comedians a little rope to say to, and do certain things that we wouldn't give a person that's not a comedian based on their intent. We assume the intent of a comedian is for humor, so we kind of give them a pass. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, I think that I think that they they picked the perfect person to get that across. I think he did a good job, and I know he had a lot to do with how it was directed and how it was displayed. So I think overall, I have to give him a thumbs up. You know what I'm saying? It's still a Netflix movie, and Netflix has this thing that they do that always pisses me off. And I feel like they just skip a lot of parts <laughs> in movies. <laughs> um, but 
I mean, you, you, you know, have to consider budgeting is. for them, though, as well. Because when you look at Eddie, I'm sure Eddie got a Dave Chappelle deal. was probably like he got Shit. three projects for 70 or $100 million Absolutely. or something like that. Right, right, But in right, the reality, right. that's still $30 million a project. And I'm sure some of that was still Period. budgeted to come out for the movie. And some of that was pocketed for him. Um, on the point yeah. that you made, I... Gosh, I agree to disagree, but I forgot my point on why. Oh, this is why. I agree to disagree, but I think my point on why I agree to disagree, I think in this climate, comedians are easy targets. Mm. I think everybody wants to be the new, like, revolutionary and wants to lead, like, some new march of something. And, like, oh, I found this. And you guys realize that when men say this, they really mean this. And they've been saying this right under our noses, and it's disrespectful and demeaning to women and who we are in society. And we are the, like, I, I think it's always somebody who's looking to do that or somebody that's looking to go the lgbtqbbq family we are they're always out there lurking so i think that in this era comedians who are people who push the edge or push like the edge on society and try to find humor and tragedy they're the easiest targets for that because they're usually the people that have the most um uncouth opinions i guess you would say like they're the most unpolished or untactful in how they are saying things because that is the point of comedy is to be brash and is to be is to strike a bit of a nerve with you because i always hate when people right. talk about it because i always to me personally but i'm also a big fan of like comedy i always look at it like they're the most truthful truth is not something that always feels good when it's said but i think it's a lot of tact in how you show somebody the truth because i think it goes back to the old saying it's easier to um it's easier to fool a man than to convince a man he's being fooled Mm. And I think in comedy, what you're doing is the tragedy of something. You're you're showing somebody something in it that they don't see, and that's the hardest thing to do with people. So it does require a lot of. It does. It's it's like organized chaos to me. Like when you do it, when you're involved in comedy or when you're doing stand up, it's organized chaos. Because in reality, you're you are you're having a simple conversation, but you have to figure out every way to s- guerrilla warfare and sneak attack somebody with this conversation. And sometimes what that that causes for you to be blatantly truthful because people fail to realize that you. What people never expect you to do is attack their tr- attack their their strengths. Mm-hmm. People always feel like they're never lying to themselves. Everybody feel like they keep it so real. It's very few people that you're gonna meet that's right. like I'm fake. I, I I don't tell the truth. Like it's nobody's gonna tell you that. Everybody's always gonna be like I keep it real. I keep it real. Well, nobody expects you to keep to attack their strengths. So if you're somebody who keeps it real, than a motherfucker who considers themselves to keep it real, that's gonna keep them off guard. That's gonna throw them off guard. Mm-hmm. That's like if somebody be like, "Ooh, I like sex. Ooh, I love to have a man on top of me," and you just run in like, "So you like to suck dick?" And they be like, "Ooh, ooh why are you cursing?" Why you? Why you cursing? Hey, hey, you you're know, talking hey, about yo, the same things, la, la, la. yeah. Like you're talking about the same thing, but how I'm delivering right. this is a lot more truthful to you, and it's catching you off guard because you want to talk about this, but you want to talk about it in the realm and the way you want to talk about it. So when I walk in here and be like, "Hey, motherfuckers, put that dick in your throat, grip that," sh-, and she be like, "Oh my god, he talking about fellatio. He talking about fellatio." Like you're gonna be like, you know, it's it's, 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 it's a, a different. This is a whole. Like description of having a conversation with right. me and E. All <laughs> oh God! Like, hey, but yeah, man. I, I was just talking to just a child. Oh yeah, man. man. You can I, hang up. I'm, I'm sorry, Keith. Keith barbecuing. He making carne asada and shit. So he's trying to get off the phone. <laughs> it's, it's barbecue Saturdays at Keith's house. So we getting a plate after this is over. Yeah, nigga, come through and get some of this ghost corn asada, nigga. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you, bro. All right, nigga. All right, man. All right, but um. No, I think that's a huge thing for the times is that when you're a lot more truthful than what people are expecting, because in reality, it's like this. Perfect example. Um, everybody understands the the Trojan War, where the, the 
they brought the Trojan mm-hmm. horse up to the gate and offered it as a gift and a surrender. But the warriors were inside the Trojan horse. People forget, like, they always look at that like it was a good idea. But what you fail to realize is they walked that horse right up to that front gate that everybody thought was impenetrable and that you would never get in through. They walked right up to their strength and walked that shit right past them. Because the truth was their vanity was bigger than this. So when you attack someone's Exactly. Their vanity and their arrogance was bigger than this. So if you attack someone's if you attack someone in their strength, you'll knock them the fuck off. It's like the most confident person in the world is is thrown off when you find their one insecurity. Nigga, I'll suck you right in the strength. Yeah, like that's that's really it. Like that's like if Shorty could be as bad as she want, but she feel like she got a little stomach and you you just you you just mention that pudge. You just mention that little (laughs) it's a rap. I don't give a fuck who she is. I don't give a fuck what it is. You heard, you hear people like Tyra Banks say that type of shit. I love I you. Like, you're beautiful. What's that shit you said? Your beautiful vagina. Yeah, your vagina. <laughs> that little vagina. That's where the vagina and the stomach meet. Yeah, I call it the fupa. That's a vagina. That's, that's where that stomach and that vagina meet right there. That little. Well, you got that sexy ass vagina. Right yeah, there. that's right there. That little that fupa. That funny put like the funny upper pussy. Area. That's, that's, that's the vagina right there. For y'all, that's wondering. Y'all be. That's that's what that is. Fat uh, niggas be having that shit too. Like you ever see a like niggas who be tucking their stomach in their pants? She be like, "Yo, son, I don't yeah. even know what that is. Is that a vaginas? Yeah. Like, is, or is that a st- st- like? I don't some even know what that shit. is. I think them niggas like they should be having like little crease. Some niggas be doing some weird shit, just walking and having a good time. I don't even. Them. I don't even want to think about it. Them niggas be loving themselves. That's just a whole bunch of duck butter. In there. Yeah, bro. Um, some weird shit in them <laughs> pants. No, but I, I still I digress. I think that. Um, yeah, I don't really know what I was... Qu- oh, yeah, basically that. That, like, comedians are attacked and they're easy targets because of that. And I think Eddie Murphy did an amazing job of not... Just leaving a lot of room for that. Like, of course, if you want to do it, like, it's Dola fucking Mike. Like, you can make mm-hmm. whatever you want out of Dola Mike. If you want to just say, like, that shit just fucked up and should never be... You can you possibly have a case for that. But at the end of the day, I think Eddie did an amazing job of... Make- can you turn my mic up? I feel like I'm low as fuck. Am I low in the headphones? Is that on mic four? This is four. Check, check. Okay, that feels better. That feels better. I felt like I was really low at first. Um, but yeah, I think Eddie did a really, really good job of that. So just, just kudos to Eddie Murphy and all the um, all the people involved in that, man. Mike Epps, there was yeah. a lot of people that surprised me in that, man. That was a good fucking movie. Like, I think, just kudos um, to Eddie. I think Epps gets slept on. Oh, Epsy for sure. Mike Epps for sure gets slept on. I think Epps, like, I'm not, and I'm not taking away from Epps' stand up ability, but I think, and I just think, like, for me personally, where I think Mike Epps has always shined is, like, you know, you catch comedians who can be great on stage, they get in a movie, they whack. Epps is somebody who's almost, I feel like he's almost. He's better in movies than he is on stage. Yeah, I feel like he's damn near Charlie Murphy esque, where you can get a nigga, like, half a, you can probably give him a skeleton of a script, and he's like, I got it. I think his I think his improvisational skills and this yeah. is no insult to what he is as a comedian. I yeah, think he's a that's fabulous not, yeah, comedian yeah, too. People, yeah, I think this is me saying that he's a, like a great actor more than just saying that like he's a good comedian and a great actor. Um but I just think that his improvisational skills are not just comedically, like I think mm-hmm. they are like on the spectrum of like emotionally and what he where he can take you in a lot of places. I just that. think Mike Epps is good, man. Jamie Foxx said that shit one time, like people sleep on 
because you just look at them as funny, funny, funny. Yeah. But the ability to make people laugh is a difficult task. So if you can do that, you can segue that into other things if you've mastered it. Well, I it think was something it, he said. I like think you. That. I think to be a comedian, you have to understand the levity of like tragedy, mm-hmm. and I think you have to understand how much it weighs because I think to have that cure to know when it's time to lighten up a room or how much to lighten up a room or how to lighten up a room to he have those social cues, it requires a lot. So I think once you're a comedian and you have um, evolved to have that sense of like when to and how to mm-hmm. control a room with that. I think you have to understand the depth of emotions to be able to do that because I think, like as a comedian, there's rooms that you go in that you're just like this is way too deep in this to be able. That's why I think that's where too soon comes from. Like I think that comes from people not understanding that the moment is um, a certain moment and it's not there yet. And I think for like Epsi and um, Eddie, I think for a special brand of comedians, and I think even Cat Williams has that too, man. Like nah, Cat Williams, gets, like and yeah, is just intelligent as fuck. Yeah, just in a high emotional IQ, like a high emotional on, intelligence. Um, who is it? Because Patrice used to throw that shit like when, I, when he was on his radio show. He would not throw it in motherfucker's face, but he said something along those lines. He's like, you don't understand. He's like, I go to nationwide to other countries and I and I lay rooms down. You don't just get that yeah. ability. Like yeah, I know, know yeah. how people function. Yeah, that's and an like, emotional IQ. That's a um that a very high social IQ as well. Yeah, like, I, I think heard that shit at twenty IQ. and that shit blew my mind. Cause you know, I, you know I'm still thinking comedians just make motherfuckers laugh. I was like, no. that nigga's right. Like that's no. that'd be a really intelligent motherfucker to pull as, that off. Yeah, as somebody yeah. who's done stand up comedy, you have to understand that you're controlling um, how many ever personalities? If you're doing a twenty, if you're doing twenty five people in a room, you're, you're controlling twenty five different personalities with one statement, one mm-hmm. phrase, and you're trying to get the same goal out of twenty five different people who have had twenty five different days, are in twenty five different moods, or whatever the amount of people are in that room. You're trying to do that with one statement, yeah. and you get one shot at doing this. And if you miss on this one, you probably lose them for the rest of whatever time you got remaining. So that shit is definitely some high pressure. So without a doubt. Um, yeah, just kudos to Eddie, kudos to Epsi, and um, just that whole that whole cast, man. Everybody that was a part of that Dolomite movie. Shout out to Netflix for being just even bold enough to make that because I think that takes a certain level of like moxie to be able to take on Dolomite in 2019, knowing what type of room that leaves, and then to do it in such a polished way that you really explain the story of Rudy Ray Moore and what he went when you watch this movie man I know that I know for you this is going to be really deep and really special too so for me I think that um yeah man you just have to watch it like you it's nothing I can say that really gives it it's just do I think it's really I do think these streaming platforms I think that might be for me where I think they're gonna or they are shining is like stuff that you might walk on eggshells as far as to put in theaters if you on a streaming network, you like this might be where we get our network. We might not. They, we got a budget like a motherfucker, but where we might not can spend a billion dollars on explosions, we can double down on like really authentic work that you might not be able to throw in a theater for whatever the fuck reasons. I think Netflix has found the perfect formula where they're willing to teeter the line. I think that they have moved away from average script. They have shifted the so the movie industry was more like average script. Mediocre script, huge effects, mm-hmm. huge money spent. They have moved from average movie or, or um, their formula is more like edgy and high name, big name. So yeah. what they will do is like you look at a movie, like what's the movie with uh, Will Smith that he did with the pigs? The and the Fucking. And people gave that movie a lot of shit, which it wasn't a great 
It wasn't. It was a tired metaphor. But what I did with it, it was a tired, like, yeah, the metaphor itself, that's what kind of slept me on the movie. But I enjoyed that because I was like, okay, this is what I enjoy now from movies that you have to sometimes catch on these platforms. Like, I was driving down, um, I think that shit is on La Brea. There's this big-ass billboard of this new movie with uh, Aquaman, nigga. But... The, it's gonna be on Apple TV and it's oh it's a it's a he's playing somebody historical figure. They're all like it's, it's this weird story where they're all blind. Like he if he's doing that he's doing a, that nigga working there. He's doing something else where he's playing like a Greek or somebody oh, that's a historical figure. But that's that's but, later on. Yeah, this one is like it's 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 a world where people are blind and some kids born. They anyways, it might not be the best shit, but they're taking chances with unique ideas. Like it's not hey you know the shit that happened in the eighties we doing it again nigga like. So I do like the Yeah, I don't want to see any more Miami Vice remakes. I don't want to But I also idea. think that with Netflix, they're doing Um Like I said, they're they're pushing the edge, but I think they're doing it with people that almost guarantee them their money back. Yeah. So I think like Hollywood is doing the same old scripts with the same old people. Netflix is kind of doing new scripts with the same old people. Mm-hmm. So it's like you get to see a different side of these people. You get to see something you don't really feel like you knew. I think with like Rudy Ray Moore, Eddie Murphy, somebody in this movie who he's really breaking. Like everybody in this movie is a face you know, a name you know. Mm-hmm. But it's a way you've never seen them before. Like even the guy, the black guy from um, Modern Family, the black ball head dude. I don't know his name, but yeah. The gay guy. Mm-hmm. He's in this, but he's, you know he's gay, but he ain't gay. Like, he ain't himself. He's acting. Which is a smooth fucking look, because a lot, like, clearly there have been I feel gay. like when people take gay actors, they don't make them have very much range. They just be like, get on camera and be gay. Yeah, because I think like, gay that, is still a specialty. Yeah, who the fuck? And it's crazy, because, like, one of the, um, I don't remember his name, but he was one of, like, these big, when you think big name actors, he was gay as fuck, but he was, like, that dude in his era. So, for actors, it's like, shit, nigga, like, I'm it's, I'm watching a motherfucker walking around here with hooves on his feet, and if you can sell, I know that nigga got shoes on under there. Like, but if you gonna sell me, sell me. So, the idea that like gay actors have to just play gay is corny. So that's good. Like, it's good that there are various ranges of actors to do actor shit. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that was good. I think they had a very even a uh, Craig Robinson was in it. Very serious though. That's a dope. very serious role. Craig, for Craig Robinson. Fuck though. Without a doubt. Yeah, Without a doubt. He Craig is. Talented is a motherfucker. Um, like I know that nigga personally. Um, I don't know which one it. I think it's Keegan. Keegan's in it. Oh, that's. But good. he he has a relatively serious. For the most part, there's a very serious. Um, it's a very serious movie movie with a comedic undertone. That makes sense because like you want to. Yeah. I I like that. Like you want to give because Rudy Ray Moore did his comedic movies. You want to if you want to laugh at Rudy Ray Moore, you can go do that. But if you want to learn the man's life, this is this man's life. Yeah, so I like exactly. That. I think this is more yeah. about Dolomite. I mean, more about Rudy Ray Moore than it is Dolomite. Um, I don't know, man. I missed the intro of the show. What song did you intro in? Uh, I just was in a Dom mood. That's dope. That's dope. <laughs> like Dom can do no wrong. Speaking yeah. of a, it ain't it ain't gay. I'm just I've just... had an interesting week, so let me let me do this one before oh, you do shit. that one. You let me that. let me because I got a question for you. Ooh. Um, does sucking two dicks make you gay? Fuck, that's where I was at. That's where yeah, was I going. knew you was going, but <laughs> shit, I just I just wanted to kind of. I had a few places I wanted to go with this, so I wanted to set it up a few ways. <laughs> so. Here's my thing. All right, let's do it. Here's my thing. All right. I I I immediately went and watched the interview, the whole thing because I am a active broadcast broadcast class two and cast journalist. Mm-hmm. And also, man, I just try to give Tank his just due because Tank then got me residual ass. Like Tank then played mm-hmm. at a party, and like thirty minutes later, I got a "What you doing?" text, and I was like, "That had nothing to do with me. That That's was all Tank. That was all Tank. Like yeah. Tank been doing this shit for me for years, so I'm not gonna let Tank just lose it now." It's been explained on a couple platforms. Like Tank 
was having a debate. Okay. And Tank backed himself in the corner with the debate because the debate was one of the girls on a lip service. Lip service. She was like, oh, you know, this nigga lied to me, he lied to me twice, and he's a fucking liar. But he said, I'm not a liar, I just lied to you twice. So Tank's argument was, I see his point. He does, He's not a liar, he just lied twice. Mm-hmm. So then he's like, I've done construction two times, and I'm not a construction worker. Angela Yee was like, so what if you suck dick? And that nigga just, instead of going, all right, man, you won, he was trying to win his argument. He was like, well, if you suck, and that's where the whole fucking thing. So two things. Okay, let's do it. One, that's gay. Okay. <laughs> two, um, I, I don't think. Glad I, you I don't, said that. I don't think, I don't think that sets gay, you up. But I think, you know, it was like sucking two, because you got to really want to suck that dick. Like, I, I've never sucked a dick, but I have definitely looked at my dick getting sucked. And every time they were logged the fuck in, they were there for the party. And so okay. to do that, to go to do that twice, shit, to eat, to put your mouth on anything. Like when I eat pussy, I'm here. I'm here for this. I'm I'm logged in. I clocked in. I brought a lunch. You know what I'm saying? Like I got my headphones and I'm really logged into this. So that that part I was like, you at least gay adjacent. Like you gay for that moment. You might not be gay no more. You might say, ah, this gay shit not for me. But in that moment, you wanted to suck that dick. And that's gay-ish at least. All right. I respect it. I respect it. My question ain't even about that. Okay, so this is my question. You kiss a girl twice, you're a lesbian? For a woman, you kiss a girl twice, you're a lesbian? I mean, technically, yeah. What's tech? Fuck all that technical shit. I think like, yeah, what, you what's gay, your you, opinion? You gay-ish. You gay-ish. Yeah, you gay. Like, if you okay. know. I don't know. Like, I feel like, you know, if you know, like a kiss. I don't know. Because cause how, how, like, is it a peck? Or are we like kissing, kissing? Cause. I'm just asking you. Your lips touch another person at the same, uh, another woman. A woman touch another woman's lips. What is she? I mean, it's still gay. It's just gay that I can jack off to. So that's why niggas give it a pass. The shit's still, okay. it's all gay. Cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Um, she suck a titty. You at the bar, poppers some beer, Ensenada. Shorty pulled a titty out. You drinking. Woo! I mean, technically, nigga, this shit gay. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm with the rule. Like that. Just, you know, like this is my whole thing. Is like the duality of it. I'm not defending dick suckers. Dick suckers are sucking dick on your own time. This is my thing. <laughs> I feel like you do that shit on lunch, Carl. Yeah, you're not gonna do that. Fuck, you're not gonna suck any dick on company that, time. Suck dick on your PTO, John. Fuck. <laughs> but um, my thing is this. I I've always said this. This is the duality of it, and this is the trade off of it. Women can be bisexual. But men can't be hoes. That's the trade-off that we both make as a sex. Women have the ability to fuck other women and not be labeled. Men have the ability to fuck as many women as they want and not be labeled. Do that make sense? Because like we always say, a man can't never be a hoe. There's no such thing as a man that's a hoe. Oh, I've said I was a hoe, but I get it. No, no, no. In reality. In reality. I mean, yeah. you don't get Ain't no woman ever fucked no nigga and be like, your dick all stretched out. Like, your dick ain't got no walls. Like, that's not... The reality of it is, is that, like... Is that because... And this is one of those things where I have to revisit this conversation because I was like having a woman here for it. But I always feel like this is where TJ gets politically correct for the radio. Oh no, no, I'm and not, not just be my, and it's not just gonna be the nigga gonna I know correct. him to be. It's but not go be ahead, correct. go ahead, because I'm gonna just be the nigga who I am on this. Oh one. no, I'm not gonna be correct. I just always like hearing their like rebuttal to it. But for us, I almost need to be a hoe. Cause I can't show up to the party and I know what the fuck I'm doing. I ain't never had it. Wait, like I've taught. I've, that's your opinion, though. You that's ever, your opinion. Cause there's some women out here that's like, I don't mind a man. I don't have no experience. That's some shit that men create in our heads that we can't show up to the party. Would and you? I, would you say that they are the majority or they're the minority? The women who are like, you could just show up and like come quick and don't know how to eat no pussy. Like, what's see now this with? is this is funny because I asked a small group of women who I'm 
relatively close with. Mm-hmm. Like, not relatively, pretty fucking close with. Like, just my homegirls who I'm really fucking, like, I know they dirt. Like I uh-huh. like some bitches I'd have dropped off at the clinic before. Like some of my homegirls that they was really like, nigga, I think I fucked up. Like some of my homegirls like that. I asked a few of them. And I, I had some interesting feedback where I and I also did like a small sample size of just like women who I know to be like sexually open, like on the internet. Is that just cause they tired of it? They just want somebody who not nope. just I found women who like bisexual men. I found a that. large, I even fucking seen a, um, so the other day I'm jacking off, right? So mm-hmm. I'm jacking off to like Jada Fire on like a, a oh, live classics. cam show. No, not a classic. It's an up to date, but it's like a live cam show. Bro. But she's talking. I just, I just want to pause. I found like, they all do that now. Yeah, that's the joke. Like I, bro, I found like, I'm about to start beating off on nigga, camera, so anybody found, who got a subscription. Nigga, Pinky do that shit, and, and Pinky's fat now, but I just was like- Pinky does it, fucking- what's, Cherokee does it. I was just finna say Cherokee, Dog, Beauty I found, Dior. I found them two, and Melissa, then I found- uh, it, it was like Melrose a fucking- Fox. Bro, I had a day one you day. You know why? Because these old bitches, it's no more money in fucking- Like, you hear somebody like Mia Khalifa, who was the hottest bitch in the porn game for like three summers, say she made $12,000. Bro. That's horrible. And here's- Okay, after this, you, here's the thing where, I, where to me, it's better. They're dirtier than they were- like in film, like pink. because it's no violation. These bitches like, don't want to fuck these niggas. They they willing to fuck themselves, bro. bro I Pinky was yeah. doing such wild shit. I was like, why are you flexing your asshole? Thank you. Like, what the fuck is this? Because they don't want. To. I really was quick, just, quick I was, insight, yeah. quick insight. Then I'm going back to. I'm not even gonna let you rebuttal this. I'm just gonna say it so you niggas can understand this. <laughs> Porno stars, fucking on camera is work. Mm-hmm. Has your boss ever sent you and said, TJ, I need you to go handle this project with John, and you hate John, which I work for the same company, so you guys have to work together now? Mm-hmm. You motherfuckers might fail to realize that there are men and women who literally hate, in the porno industry, who hate certain coworkers, but because we both work for Vivid, or we both work for Brazzers, or we both work for Onion Booty, or we both work for Booty Talk, or whatever the fuck it was that you was watching. We're both under contract with them for 10 movies, 3 movies, 5 movies, because that's the best way to make the most money in the porn industry. Guess what? I have to fuck this person. So there were women who were fucking guys who breath stink, and all of that shit. There were guys who were fucking women whose pussy stink, and all of that. But guess what? That's just how it works. They were not fucking these people on camera for pleasure. They were fucking them on camera for work. That's how that goes. Nobody expects them to be happy with everybody they fuck. <laughs> That's just it. So the reality of it is that these bitches now do cam shows because you are willing to get a lot more freaky with yourself than you are another motherfucker. Especially another motherfucker you don't like or don't know. Love yourself. Yes. So you'll flex your booty hole with yourself and your iPhone because it's just yourself and your iPhone in that room. That's how that goes. All right, so I digress. Um, yeah, so I'm watching a fucking cam show <laughs> of Jada Fire. And you know how like they're like doing shit but answering questions at the same time? So she's doing shit and she's answering questions. Somebody asked her, what porn does she prefer to watch? And she just outright goes, this may surprise you guys, I prefer gay porn. I was like, hmm, that is interesting. Okay. Putting my dick back in my pants now, because now I'm no longer horny. I am just befuddled. I don't know what, like, I don't know what to do with that. So, because in my mind, you're beating off with the idea that you can be doing whatever she's doing to herself to her, and the idea that she doesn't like you because you don't do something that she likes. It's kind of like, damn, that just fucked up this nut. Like, how would I get this bitch now? Like, I'm no longer horny. I'm now thinking, like, how can I 
weasel my way back into this fantasy with Jada, my porno is very in depth. Like my jacking off is very in depth. Like, no, I feel, thought, I feel like. It's very thought provoking. Um, like my nuts, they just like I can only imagine with Shakespeare. Like it's just different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I'm one of the greatest thinkers of this generation. I got my no, dick man, in my head. Look, man, shit. I feel like crazy. there are crazier things in this world. Like <laughs> it's like you know how people sing better in the shower. Mm-hmm. I think deeper when I'm jacking off. That's. Here, okay, I've had this debate before. That's all I'm saying. I've had this That's debate all I'm saying, before. People. people be like up here, you know, super religious, like you can't fuck. But like I've had a real conversation where like, okay, but out of all the experiences you have, how good it just feels naturally, when are you close, like out of all the things you could do naturally, when do you feel like you might be most closer than right right then? Not even like you <sighs> think about it. So like you could do your best thinking. You could do a lot of good because like right then – that's some of the best shit, and niggas do a whole bunch of other di- other shit to supplement a bunch of other things, but nobody's supplementing fucking. You can't. That's some spiritual shit. It's no protein shake for pussy. Exactly. So I feel what you're saying. Boom. All right. So I digress. My whole point is that I've heard mad women be like, "Yo, I like gay porn. I like that shit." So that was interesting to me. Don't know what to do with that information yet. Literally just there, but. This is my second thing. This is, I guess, what I'm getting to. Why is there such stringent rules on men for sexuality and not women? As, as fluid as sexuality, I feel like sexuality is in this time. Like, why is, why is there such restrictions on men's sexuality and not women's? I don't know if that's us. Because now, for one, in reality, in 2020 or 2019, we got three months left, so I'm going to round up to 2020. Mm-hmm. In 2020, if you don't fuck with bitches, in some sense, you you immature, and you're just not worth <laughs> nothing as a woman. <laughs> That's just it. No, no, I'm not. I'm not being funny. Like that's just the reality of society. Like if you don't fuck with, like if you don't kiss a girl and like that shit, the taste of her cherry chapstick, and you just not worth shit, bitch. Like that's just the reality of it. Like we, we have friends that like we have people that we know. Like not even Mm -hmm. friends, just motherfuckers I know that truly just feel like that. Like I know women that be like, bitch, you don't fuck with bitches. Like you crazy. That's just the reality of it. So my whole thing is like, why is there such stringent? rules or like why is the rules so hard I mean gender, on dudes and their sexuality. Like even like I was watching TK Kirkland on the Breakfast Club, he was talking Bro, about TK Cam was Newton. hot about that for a minute. He was he was mad as fuck about like, Cam Newton until niggas reminded him that he loved Prince and Prince walked around with his booty out. Bro, like not his butt, his booty. Yes. So this is my whole thing. Why is there such niggas who do the scent like why is there such rules of like no? I don't know if that's just I mean it clearly it's like gender roles and societal norms and shit but i don't know if that's just them or i mean if it's just dudes or women because sometimes when you like because i've seen shout out to uh we always give big ups to like tumblr because for all the weird shit tumblr would have this type of fucking conversation tumblr was an amazing place first off you motherfuckers ruined tumblr whoever it is and i'm not blaming gay people for this but whoever you gay people was that put uh (laughs) children on tumblr nude you're a fuck there was plenty of dick and ass and pussy and titties or whatever you guys like on Tumblr that you didn't have to fuck that up with children. Some of the best. Some of the best porn shit, that you could have ever. Fa- some of the Man. best amateur. I am an amateur porn fan. Son. Do you understand that you can just beat off at any time Them of the day? You know how rare it is to be able to open any. on Tumblr 
would find the best angles. They would get light for free. Just, porn was I, their purpose. Like literally, the app didn't cost. Dog. You didn't have to do nothing. People was just sharing porn. Like some would for ask, no like, reason, this is my like, whatever. But come it'd be on. a fucking and thirst. bitches was answering DMs Nigga. even if you had a girlfriend. Bro. Like whatever you was doing, it'd be, thir- it'd be a Thursday fucking... at ten thirty a.m. Like why are you got a machine to fuck your ass on? Thank you though. Come like, on, man. Like doing 10, shit 15? that's like when are you finding time to do this? Like I can look through the blinds in your apartment and tell that it's in the middle of the day. Bro. And you have like wax and shit all like when are you finding time the it's preparation for this? You had Tumblr your job, was a great your plate. name tag. Oh my you god, like at work bags. masturbation you and just really here it was this. so much Thank shit. People you. would be like sucking dick on my lunch break. He pulled up when I was at work. She had to have it. Like it was so many great yeah, captions bro. and like was Tumblr was a just you just it was a great place. And y'all fucked Tumblr up. I'm sorry, this is my Tumblr rant. I go on this like every three months. My favorite, just, my favorite caption would literally be this because I felt like it was personal. Here y'all go. Like you just knew my day was come trash. On, bro. Like you was just like, here y'all go. Like you just had it. it. Was like, damn, they need that. And I did. I did need that. My favorite one was like, like just thought it looked good. Like when somebody was just like, it oh, wasn't for. It's not man. for y'all. I just was like, like when a chick is like, yo, I was just hitting myself with the vibrator and, and I, I thought like, it looked good. Yo, so bitch. I just felt like, bitch, somebody, the world needs to see this. This is really the second gear because I was done. Then I caught myself and I was like, bitch, we need to go again. And y'all need it too. And I was like, I did. I needed all that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Where, I don't even really, really remember where the fuck I was going with that. Cause I'm really, just taking a moment with this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Y'all was, mm-hmm. y'all the real ones for that shit. Man, that shit was dope. Shout out to Tumblr. Hey, but no, but like on hey, there, matter of fact, because I got somebody from Tumblr that I want to bring up about a situation because I'm going to have to have her come on the show as well. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a little while because I still want to finish with this. But on there, this, yeah. on there, that was one of the first places that I saw like women go, I like uh, watching niggas do niggas. And like, my, boom. And, my, and one of my first I thoughts, forgot all about that, that I've scrolled through some pages yeah, and seen like, I, niggas like, fucking niggas and been like, oh. Yeah, I would just like scroll, but I heard like you see the conversation Whoa. of. Why is this an issue? And then you kind of looked at the comments, and I was like, "Well, logically, nigga, I like women, and I like women. Who doesn't women. like two of what they like? That's the yeah, like, that's I yes. like pretzels. If somebody yes. was like, "Do you want two pretzels?" I would be like, "Yes, uh, fuck so yeah." When it was explained. I was like, "That's a point. Like, if you like niggas." To see niggas, come like on! Like you want to see niggas fucking niggas, just like we as men think everybody in the world like women fucking you women. Can't show me enough titties. If I was just to walk outside right now and it was just titties, I'd be like, man, thank you. Let me ask you a question. I mean, not even say, not ask you a question. I'm just going to say this. Fuck it, I'm going to ask you a question. You think women like... The only reason women like other women is because of their own vanity. Women who don't like themselves don't like other women. I don't know if you motherfuckers realize this shit, but if you ever hear a woman being like, oh, I'm so fat, I got to go to the gym, nine times out of ten, she don't fuck other women. It's the bitch I that... Know. I, know, I, I know women who are insecure, but they like, they like fucking women, too. But I, I feel you. I feel where you're headed with this. Like I can, I can understand it. Accepting your insecurities is not being insecure to me. Okay. Go back and reevaluate the roster. I guarantee you'll be like, hmm, this nigga has a point here. Women who cannot appreciate because this is what it is. No woman likes another woman because of what she is. You only like her because of your own vanity of your stuff. So you think you have nice titties, so you appreciate nice titties. So when you see another pair of nice titties, you can go, bitch, them nice titties. Hey. I dig it. You might not have the biggest booty in the world, but you happy with your booty. So when your homegirl is twerking in the club, you willing to put your face next to her booty for the IG and be like, get it, bitch, and hit her booty cheeks and shit like that. That's something you willing to do. 
But bitches who insecure, they not doing that. Not, and I'm not saying you got to have a lot of something to be able to enjoy it. That's not what I'm saying. Because I know it's going to be some small booty chicks. that's going to be like, I got a little booty, but my hunger, I got a big booty. Not. That's not what listen, I said. Y'all wouldn't listen to Andre then. Insecure about your features. Insecure about something more times than not. Those are not women who can appreciate women. Women who are very secure and confident in what they do can appreciate it. A la a nigga who's confident in himself, feels like he's handsome, feels like he ain't got no problem with no bitches. That's not a nigga who feels like everything is gay. A, a nigga who's insecure about himself is a nigga that feels like everything is gay. Like you walk in, a nigga be like, "Oh, bro, got a haircut. I seen got the whole Idris elbow on." Nigga be like, "Uh, y'all niggas gay." That's true. You be like, "Bro, I ain't gay. My nigga just got a fresh cut, bro. I'm just just complimenting, the bro." Homie come in with the kicks on. Oh, shoe game. Oh, hey. Nigga be like, "Y'all gay? Get off that nigga dick." That is an incredibly insecure individual. I see it. That's just that's just how that operate, in my opinion. I feel like people who don't have a certain security no, or happiness. Yeah. Sense. So and this is just my second thing about it. I think that people do the whole men can't be this or that or bisexual, you either gay or straight. I think it's a control thing too. Like who wants to have in reality, who wants to have control of a woman? Niggas who, it's usually niggas who like, you know what I'm saying? Like bitch ass like, niggas. There we go. That's like, my I was, whole I point. I was gonna make it really complex. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Fuck it. We get into the nitty gritty. Control. I think. I think that's a control thing for men because it's more. It's a bigger like hurdle or obstacle or bigger accomplishment to control men. Do that make sense? So does that? So would that mean the so niggas is gonna be gay? But they just not gay because they don't want to have to figure out how to control the nigga. That's because you want to control the opinions of niggas. Because what you're worried about is niggas going, oh, nigga, you gay. You suck dick, nigga. You can't be the homie no more. You can't come around here no more, nigga. Fuck you. That nigga suck dick. Nah, y'all heard about Andre. Andre suck dick, nigga. Y'all heard about James. James taking in the ass, nigga. You're worried about controlling what other people say. Not yet. I think you should always live your I think, truth. I th- but yeah, you sucking, feel like suck, that. If sucking dick do for you... What like eating pussy and putting titties in my do for me? You should live your life. But that even our not, bra- not, even I'm, the brashness that you and I have that is out of control. For men, everything you do is out of control because as a man, you don't want to feel like you out of control. Understood. And I think people understand that about men, so people want to take control away from a man. I think that's like a trophy that you can have with men. I think if you take their control away, you 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 feel like you. Perfect example. That's why we go men who beat up women are what? Bitch ass niggas. Because there's no power. There's no power in controlling a woman. If you can control a man, that's power. In the and I'm not saying that's right, but what I'm saying is subconsciously we fail to realize that controlling a man is what we all consider power. Why do you that. think you never see any feminists attacking women who abuse power? Because don't nobody give a fuck about that. Oh, I thought nobody, no feminist or nobody is going fuck Oprah. She don't never donate money to nothing American. These people did this or these. You never see <clears throat> feminists protesting other women that are making them look bad. You see them protesting every man in the world that abuse women, though. I always thought it was because not all, but I think there are some feminists whose their agenda is not necessarily like we've talked about the pendulum. Their their agenda is not necessarily the upliftment of women. It's like the we just want to get back. Like it's like, but some, isn't that control? 
you want to get back because you want to take control of something. When you get yeah. raped, you want to take control of a situation. So you take control away from your abuser. You take power away from them. That is the whole point of anything so that there, you need to, is power. Is their desire for control something like, how do I say this? Like, is their shit something that, it's almost to me sometimes in certain scenarios, like you could see that because there's been men who have abused their power. So your your first knee-jerk reaction is to take power from a man because you just, there's been men who've just abused their station. No, I, I, I yeah, I definitely think it's that. But I also think it's just, in that though, you're submitting to the idea that you as a person who's trying to establish power just don't have it. That's true. Because you're not trying to victimize yourself. It's not, victimizing a woman or taking control over a woman or exercising power over a woman in any situation is not worth nothing. You sh- you tell me a situation in which you as a man right now can show power over a woman, take power over a woman, and it'd be worth something in society. Name me one situation where you know. can control a woman, take power over a woman, take a woman's power away, and still be considered by societal standards a man. Mm-mm, you get looked at as, at, at the lowest, a bully, but... If you're a woman yeah. and you tell a man off, somebody don't even have to know this man from a hole in the wall. Somebody <laughs> could just see a moment where a woman goes, well, I'm not going to take that. And number one, you think you're going to talk to me crazy. And I ain't going to be talked to crazy. More times than not, people would be like, mm-hmm, sister. That man might have just asked that woman, hey, do you want me to buy you a rose? That's just it. Like, there, there's no... That's the reality of it. I think part of that is, like, the power of he was in a room with, like, four women... And the idea of like pinning him into a corner with a suck dick thing. It's like, I got the power to have him make a nigga bend right now. He don't want to be a homosexual. So either you got to suck dick, you got to bend to my power, nigga. You either going to suck well, this dick that, tank and defend it. Or you, and tank well, was just like, nah, I'd rather just defend sucking these dicks than to get my power to y'all. Well, I don't know. Like, I think I, I would have to throw that more to the internet. Because the room, when I watched it, the room didn't really get weird about it. He said his dick thing. They laughed or kind of went with it, and then the conversation moved on. But the internet was like... No, because Lorianne, after that, she made a rap about dick, and he was like, they did the whole, like, oh, that's talent right there because she rapped about it or mm-hmm. something like that. No, nigga, that oh, just, they I didn't, didn't just breeze past that. No, I they didn't. didn't. Take, I didn't take no. that really, like... I didn't take that that disrespectful. I thought she was, like... I thought she was throwing a joke, which was, like, whatever, but I didn't really see that as, like, them if, taking if, shots This is my him, whole though. point, though. If it was about eating pussy, it wouldn't have been no joke about it. Niggas would have just been like, oh... Yeah, smoke some blunts. I guess you're right. Is that because like most niggas in the back of their mind would hope that that's like they're cool with that scenario happening? It's be, it's not only because you you don't feel in control of that situation. You have no power over that situation. Anytime niggas been involved in a threesome, you know it's the one. Even myself, a nigga who's had threesomes, you know it's the one thing I tell niggas who's trying to get a threesome. Oh, they got it. That ain't got nothing to do with you. Exactly. Like, they, you have no yeah, power over the situation. They're going to fuck each other and they're going to invite you. Yeah, the dick just has to be there. You better hope that by the time they decide to fuck that they want you there. That's even myself as a nigga who's swindled my way into threesomes. He's got to have the dick around. Exactly. Then, dick just has to be yeah, local and it. when they want it, they'll bring it in. Yep. But that's, again, that's you have no power. Yeah. Yeah. Anything sexual, men are going to always not have any power in. I feel like that's like, as long I, I don't know, like the way when I when I look at I guess how the world is currently, it would seem like that's a sort of decent give and take because I got like the world at my disposal. Tech like air quotations. Well, I'm not a white dude, but like 
the male female like distribution of power i enjoy because i like balance in my situation so i really couldn't function if i have all the power in it my only issue where which i feel like might be some niggas issues but they may not present it properly is that i know the respect that i have with my power and i know my desire to not abuse my power it's that the opposite side does the same do you tell yourself that to make yourself feel like you have more power? Do you, are you telling yourself that to make you feel like I have power? I'm just not exercising it. That's why these things don't happen this way. Because in the reality of it, I can give you a million cases as one of your best friends where that's not true. No, I'm not denying that they have power. Okay. Yeah, that's not my that's not my thing that I, I have power in this situation. They don't. My thing is looking at them like, I respect that you have power in this. My thing is you to respect the power that you have, the way I respect whatever power I have in a scenario that's not this one, whatever scenario that has men have the power. But in see this. that then that comes down to interpretation, because if they feel like in this situation or even just misdirection, interpretation, it comes down to a bunch of stuff where it's like this has happened to me. Mm-hmm. You didn't do it, but it's happened to me. Well, that's where communication comes through, because I'm really big on like, OK, well, you need to explain and I'll explain to you my whatever. And then we kind of got to get to a. A, a middle ground on this if not then we probably shouldn't be around that's convenient that's a convenient idea that's a very convenient idea that something like that comes down to communication but in I reality mean, it, i mean it doesn't i'm not gonna say a like name that, but. but there's women that i know for sure that you've dealt with that you were like we've communicated about this and you're still a fuck about it mm-hmm. okay so in in reality like that theory is nice and like oh no i'm not saying like it's a foolproof theory i'm like no i'm not even gonna say it's a likely theory like it's not even a likely theory i mean that's how it works for me like if i'm if i explain it then once we explain it we have the communication and it doesn't work and you don't want to we can't maneuver around our philosophies on how power should be distributed in this then we don't work together I don't want to say this because then I sound like unhappy in my life because I'm not. <laughs> Let me just say this. I'm that's, not at all. That's not true. You, just, um, just, mission, niggas got you never. It's never 50-50, bro. Mm-mm, it's, I would never say that it's 50-50 in any given situation at all times. I think the. Yeah, what the fuck is it? What are those? Th- like the scales, it shifts. It's supposed to, I feel like if it's going to be quote unquote 50-50, it would maybe look that way in its totality. But in any situation, no, there's always give and take. I would always try to look at it like if you try to look at everything we do, we need to be 50-50 at all times. No, 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 I'm talking in totality. In the totality of something. How do you how do you not have 50-50? Are we talking about relationships or just? Yeah, just power dynamics, relationships. I, I figure when you speak, I feel like anything that is a, a give and take or anything that has two sides that are opposing is a relationship. Like, mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't care. Like, you have a relationship I mean, I'm with your guessing, I guess I'm thinking like romantically. Mantic. Or, yeah, but I just think like that's the power of society because I don't feel like Tank was in a romantic relationship with anybody in that room, but it was still a power <laughs> dynamic no. as far as relationships goes with those people. So I feel like any dynamic where you have mm-hmm. two opposing sides creates a relationship like because it creates a dynamic between oh, two well, people. Then, yeah, that's, I don't know. That, that'd be a weird dynamic to look at in that room because it's like, He's a guest, so you yeah. Have so to that's think what I'm saying. Let's remove ourselves. Let's remove ourselves from people that you're invested in romantically and all of this stuff. Like that's a convenient idea. Like I'm, I want to oh, no. remove well, ourselves from the idea in convenient. that room. Then technically, he was at a disadvantage. So this is my point, though, yeah. is that I, I want to keep it in the context of what we're talking about. Tank mm-hmm. is a man that had no romantic dealings with these people, and in that room at all. Mm-hmm. These are people who just. These are women who just found a point, and this is this is just a point that can be held on to and had. Gotcha. Why is that even something that creates shock? Because if a woman told you in college she dealt with a woman twice, would you feel like you can just... If your wife told you that she dealt with a woman twice in college, do you feel like you can just take her 
to like a swing a lesbian's party and just be like, bitch, go crazy. Bring somebody home for us. I mean, if we're if she's gonna go like get a bra or a bra, if she's gonna go get a woman, no, 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 just your woman told you your opinion. Like, yeah, I just think a woman eating pussy twice don't make her. I would be like, yeah, you mean, I'm like, I would be like, you not. I might not call you flat out gay, but you did some gay shit. Like, I'm not like I would. I would definitely say you. Like, I've dealt with a woman. I'm like, who was fucking with or. I don't want to say her preference, but she was still open to fucking with women. Like maybe not date them, but would like like we if we could fuck a girl or whatever. But she wasn't open to like the dating concept. Something like you said before, like or in conversations maybe privately, that the idea of dating and being in a relationship with a woman was a bit too much was was too chaotic. Yeah, that's but like the, the fluidity is yeah, but the attraction to like. women to you know fuck one from time to time. Not opposed to that. I was like, that's dope. Like, but I even feel like in that is men. We we try to get women who have dealt with women. We try to get them to accept the stamping of a label because it becomes more convenient to try to convince them that of something after that. I feel like if you date somebody who is like, yeah, I'm into women or I've dealt with a woman before. As men, we are so quick to label them bisexual because getting them to accept that idea that they are that helps you be able to control or manipulate a situation for something that you want. I would say that's not. Hmm. That's so that's like this. No, I mean, like you know, that. I've dated women who are just flat out lesbian, some, but mm-hmm. for the convenience of a certain situation, it's like, oh, you're this or this or like women who have dealt with a woman a few times. And then I'm just like, oh, she's bisexual. And they're like, I don't identify as that. I just have dealt with women. But because and I'm speaking from experience outside looking in and, and personal, like it's when I think of the hindsight of it, a lot of it is just because it becomes easier. Oh, yeah. I would to say, get a situation where you can get someone to identify. It's like you get somebody that's like boxers. They always call them champ. It's because you want them to identify with a certain something before you send them out in the world to be able to do this. Before I send you out in the world to make you go be champ, I'm going to call you champ at every move that you make. That's a good point. Like I would when I've said it, I don't I, now that you got you got me thinking because I'm not sure if like in my mind I was immediately thinking like I need to call you bisexual or lesbian so that in my back pocket I can facilitate a threesome because it didn't work out like that I just like but you don't want to remove yourself too far from the threesome like I've had women who were bisexual bisexual like self admittingly like no I'm bisexual like I I will wife a woman or a man and for me I was just like oh you deal with women that's cool just because I didn't want them to be bisexual for whatever reason in my head I just didn't want them I didn't just didn't want whatever reason just the double threat of like Mm-hmm. there's somebody else or just like I got to deal with men and women and like it's just whatever reason it was it's just the identity of like oh she only mess with now I've had that thought and then I just would have or even not to make them uncomfortable enough to not fuck it up in the future for me like she don't like titles even though she's fucked with more women than men she don't like titles so let me not give her a title just in case I ever want to fuck with a woman with her let me just keep this idea as convenient idea of her sexuality as convenient and as open as possible that and is... I know women that are like I eventually gonna, I'm eventually going to want my husband to fuck another man, so I'm never going to be around here like, these niggas is gay, these niggas is DL, these niggas is not that. Because I know bitch that's literally like, yo, when I get married, I, I'm going to try to on vacation get my husband to fuck the pool boy, so. That makes sense. Like, I can I can look at it like that. Like, I never looked at it as, like, a bad thing. So I'm never going to demasculate homosexuality. Well, yeah, like, when she said, like, when, in the scenario where, like, or in the situation where I was like, okay, you fuck with girls, I never was, like, so malicious to the point where, like, I'm trying to set up a threesome. But I would never turn it down. So to but your you point, would also never use such words as like dyke or something like that. That was slander, bisexuality or lesbianism or any of that stuff because you don't ever want to demean the idea of this just to leave the door open. 
Well, yeah, but I'm like that anyways. But I, I, I would say, yeah, like I didn't, I didn't want to. Um, or not even that. You don't show any idea of being threatened by it. That's how men more so might leave the door open. They don't show any idea of being threatened by the oh, idea no, I of a woman. Oh yeah, hundred percent wasn't threatened by it. I was like, and women be. don't. Women do the, have the idea of not demeaning masculinity in the terms of homosexuality. If that's something that they enjoy, and, and oh yeah, if in you, talking to the four women that I've talked nah, to, no, if week. you fuck with it, you like, oh, you want to suck a little dick? That's dope. Because I want to see you suck a little dick. That makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, like if I'm, if I'm, if I'm into what I'm into. You don't have to be into it, but if you're open to it, I'm definitely going to be like, look, I'm not going to press it on you. Like, I fuck with you for you. Like, I've definitely had that kind of, I fuck with you for you. But if you ever want to fucking tiptoe into this, we in there. Like, you got a teammate. You got a, like, well, I, I prop you up. We can do some push-up. We can, you know, do a fucking Rocky montage. I'm yeah. with it. So, yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. If you want to, if you open to something, then, yeah. And I think, you know, like, you, you know I think you, I think the only time that ever might become dangerous is if you're like, hiding what you're into and you're hoping you can like push your partner into something like that you should probably lay that out up front if this is a certain way you get down and you need your partner to be like that but if it's just something you can you can deal like with the evolution of time is just uh what, what you mean something you can deal with like um i don't know what's the, what's that fucking movie you have urges but you don't have to act on it yeah like if say if somebody's like into the fucking like i don't know just to be really ears are sweating It'd be like that. It's hot. It got kind of toasty in this motherfucker. Yeah. But no, if you like, I don't know, for just example, if you're like a um, BDSM person mm-hmm. and your partner's not like that, so you're trying to be a good fucking partner and be like, oh, we can have yeah, sex yeah, like this, yeah. but you wouldn't push on them. Hey, let me choke you and like punch you in the fucking neck. What's your man's name on the movie? What was that movie that, I mean, the show we just watched on Netflix that we was talking about, how they be, how they came over to BAU and remember his dude was strangling, he was doing sexual asphyxiation, his wife walked in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that, that motherfucker. That, that, that. Yeah, 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 like yeah, if you yeah. were like him, even though back then before it was a thing, like, that's his shit. Like, mm-hmm. he would, like, so if you were like him and you like, okay, I'm trying to wash it away or Jesus it away or mm-hmm. trying to keep it away from But in in general, you probably should go, hey, this my shit. Like, this is what I do for whatever. You would have to maybe think about finding somebody who get down like that or your partner might have to get cool with it, but it would have to be some shit. So if you're like that, then you need to have a conversation. But if, if it's just some shit like, oh, no, they don't fuck it up for me. Like, cool, we can do that or yay or nay. Then that's different. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you should be swindling nobody into no. it. Like, I don't think that's what you should be doing at all. But I also don't think that, like, I don't know. You should be swindling nobody out of it that, either. Yeah. Like, you just tell somebody, like, I'm, I ain't fucking with it. But I don't know. I'm weird, man. I'm, I'm on, the, like, I'm one of those people that because, like, my ambition in life has to be curved in some places. So it's like I'm the type of person that my ambition carries me to believe that like whatever in life that you want, you go get. Mm -hmm. But there are some roadblocks and things that you're like, oh, you can't do this in this world. Like in this realm of your life, you can't go do that. So it's like relationship stuff. You can go, hey, if you're not happy with this, just go do this over here. But Mm -hmm. like in the reality of it, it don't. I mean, it does work like that, but it's like it don't work like that. It's uh, it. uh yeah, it like does in momentarily th- in momentary things, I guess for me, like because for me, like I'm a, I don't feel like I'm given the luxury of moments, like the ability to slack in certain moments. Mm-hmm. So, um, I sometimes buy into the idea of the expectation that I'm always supposed to be me at every moment, and that creates that expectation back for people. Mm-hmm. And in reality, that's not real. 
and um that creates a that creates for me where in that moment if you're not on your job and I still need it in that moment I'm just going to go get it understood but it's not under, it's not un, it's, I mean it's understood but some people are not understanding to it well my yeah see with that that sometimes to me I would chalk up to and not like throwing it away like it's frivolous. And it's not just sexual. Like, let me let me give an example. This is going to be a heavy example. For those that don't know, earlier this month, my mother passed. My mother passed on the 9th of October. Me and my mother, me and my mother are super close. Me and my grandmother, her mother are super close. But in this, I had an overwhelming outpour of love from like my father's side of the family, basically my mother's in-laws. Because my mother invested so much in my father's family, and they were super, super strong and super tight, as you've seen as a, mm-hmm. at the funeral, and as you just know, period. Um, so my my grandmother had a bit of like a problem with the idea that, or the the fact that my my dad's side of the family was the ones who, I guess seem like they've been the number one in taking care of me in this situation. Mm-hmm. Do that make sense? Yeah. So, um, to the point that we were just discussing, I'm sorry, I kind of forgot what it was because I just went so deep, but it was like that people it was, want it, to... It was like if you come, like you kind of, you're you, you're, you put you up front and you would ask people on the other end, like you're kind of expecting that same from them so if you come, you know. So I, I guess I say that to say this. My grandmother gave me her throughout the whole process of my mother transitioning. Mm-hmm. And the expectation of I give you me, you give me you, we take care of each other as we've always done. My grandmother gave me her, but I did not rely on my grandmother to give me something back. I just basically took care of her and took my stuff elsewhere. Yeah. That fucked up the dynamic of you give me you, I give you me with her. And so that's why it's like, um, and then on top of that, it goes back to the point I was just saying too, as well as like you in this moment, you cannot accommodate what I need. So I'm going to go get what I need elsewhere. That makes sense. Like, do that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just like a sexual thing that I I just use that example because I know it's heavy, but I wanted to do that to use a serious example of something that is not sexually related. It's, uh, like that's my, just purely emotional like because i'm not always a person that's like sexually i don't always need something from someone sometimes i just need somebody who just knows how to say the right thing in the middle of the conversation when i'm venting that's a that makes sense and that's a better example but i would say like my response would still be the same it kind of communication sounds like a really blanket statement but it just is like how do i say you know like the favorite line of controlling what you can control mm-hmm. like i can control how I am towards you, I can control how I explain to you. Like, you and me know each other. Mm-hmm. But it has been, we've had a bit of a head start. We've had years of communication. So yeah, there are verbal cues, nonverbal cues. You can see me kind of do this and, all right, that nigga feeling this way and so on and so forth. And in either way, like, through this situation, like, I've kind of, people have asked me how I've dealt with you. And I was like, you need to do this. You need to give this much space. You need to whatever. So I understand how to like, and vice versa, how to corral around each other, even the whole group, Jay included. So I think sometimes the people like that, they might, as much as they mean the best, 
there's still a bit lacking in understanding of this person. Like you gave all that you gave and they don't understand when they, they didn't, I guess, receive or communicate enough understanding what you gave. And also they're really busy on controlling how you respond to them and so on and so forth. Instead of just going, all right, this is what I can do in this situation. And I'm going to preserve all that I got a hold of anything out of my reach. That's for them. And not saying, Oh, that's on them. Like, fuck them. Like this is my end of the rope and I'm going to always hold my end of the rope. And whenever they decide to pick it up, we're good. It has nothing to do with, they're not disrespecting you. It has nothing towards you. It's how they are processing it. And sometimes like as, as good and cool, as great a brothers as we are, there were things using this situation that I was like, I cannot facilitate this need that he has right now. This is Tiff. Tiff needs to be in this need. His dad needs to be in this need. Fucking Bam needs to be in this need. So as long as I lock down my area of he needs tea right here, then that to me would like, I guess that might've been where there might've been a miscommunication on your grandmother's part. She might've thought, Ooh, we need to be here, here and here. And her only job is there. Yeah. 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 So I think, I think a lot of people suffer from that though. They go, Oh yeah, I need to be, that ain't your place. Like it's a whole corporation of things to build. People are way more complex than you being the best, this or the whatever. That's somebody else's. You got a perfectly good job. You're, it's the Bill Belichick New England Patriots, man. Just do your every, job. Yeah, exactly. Everybody just do We're going to go to the fucking championship if you just. Super Bowl every year if you just do your fucking job. Look, you don't worry about that guy, that girl. 10 and in. Man, you do woman. 10 and in. If I if you if you go for a bomb, I'm going to bench you. you. I just I need yeah. 10. I don't 10 care if we score on that bomb. I I'm going to bench you because the job was, <laughs> was a 10 and in. 10 and in. That's that all it. I need you for. That's it. So, yeah. Yeah. You motherfuckers got to do your 10 and in. Without a doubt, man, play your fucking position. If 10 and in is what you got to run, run the 10 and in. That's just it. No matter if we score a touchdown or not, you're going to the bench after if you but don't run the 10 and in. wild sports shit just at a glance. Like, this ain't the sports show, but I just, that made me think, like, just off of a glance, like, through the, like, when I'm in the gym, or if I would just be clicking through the shit at the house, it's a lot of trades and shit. Like, shit is going oh, on. Oh, yeah, the like, deadline creeped up and niggas start moving shit. Yeah, it's a lot of pieces moving. I'm like, fuck, as yeah. a nigga who's still on the outskirts, I don't really, I'm like, damn, you niggas is just doop doop scoop doop 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 yeah, that nigga's crazy. What yeah, is? no, without a doubt. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. What a, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm just gonna free ball these. Uh... It's 180 seconds, man. But oh, you know what? Something I wanted to uh, discuss really quick. Fuck it, since we're here, we got three minutes. This is. Um, oh no, I, I want to talk about that in length. Okay, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, that's not gonna Um, you know what? I'm starting to hate. Ooh. Really quick, let me just do this. I got two minutes and thirty seconds. Let's yeah, run fuck this, this whatever so, this you is. You know what grinds my gears. <laughs> I'm so tired of people with the um you ever see somebody post shit? Okay, let me ask you a question really quick. You got a minute. Can you be held responsible for can you be held accountable for your social media self? For me, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I asked that question because we've had this discussion about people being accountable in regards to getting your ass whooped for some shit that's on social media. For me, I look at it like this. I'm so tired of people who joke or women who fuck around and comedically joke or niggas who like call women bitches and hoes and shit and don't want to be labeled as a nigga who says that so they back out of it like if you judge me by what I say on social media then you just as stupid as me you had like, time to like click post edit you didn't have to put that up there. let me just say this people who say that fuck you yeah fuck you people who are running from accountability and the gravity and the levity of the things you are saying on social media fuck you I hate that that shit. I seen somebody do that this week. That shit made me so fucking mad. Yes, you are who you are on social media. You are who you are in person. You are all that shit. All of those things count. 
there are just multiple sides of you. But this this monolithic idea that you are just this one Martin Luther King motherfucker all the time and who you are on social media is somehow some alter ego of who you are. Fuck you. No, yeah, that just sounds like this era of like, um, what's that favorite fucking bar? Twitter fingers, all that shit. Like you could just... It's just so it's the it's the easiest way to accept a, a, escape accountability is just to go who I am on social media is not who I am in person I'm just here for fun and these are just jokes you're a fuck no, have a good day people I don't, uh, yeah that's that's uh that's trash I don't have any other fucking um and I did that shit with thirty seconds left to go in the show oh, no, yeah I call in if y'all got something to say we got thirty seconds oh man we do I want to play this have you listened to Kanye's new shit. Kanye a bitch ass nigga because Kanye decided to get on the motherfucking radio and take subliminal shots at his wife. Fuck you, Kanye. He did that? Yeah, Jesus when he when he was in a Hot 97 interview where he was like, Instagram wow. is controlling you bitches' lives. Isn't that ironic that that comes out like two weeks after the clip of him telling his wife that her posing naked on Instagram and shit makes him feel uncomfortable? And her saying, I was sexy before you... Okay, never mind. We, we got next week. Y'all be cool. Yeah, that was... What, what was his album title? Jesus is... Um, yeah, do that one. Go listen to Kanye's album. I don't want to listen. I don't want to play. Whatever. I don't know. That almost got played. I'm not playing that shit no more. Like, that's fucking. Oh Jesus Christ, yo. Sue me. I'm rooting for everybody that's black, though. Yeah, that's. Oh, good. It's it's Maybach shit. Maybach shit can never, can never go wrong. So, uh, that's it, y'all. We've had a good ass episode. Thank you. Um, we gonna see y'all next week. Big ass cities. And if you're fucking with somebody, make sure you send them some news. Okay, put your titties in their mouths. It is just oh, a dope ass podcast. On a just blaze 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 network. Egypt TV. I'm talking to the motherfucking beat drop. Because it's fucking good, man. Here we blaze. go. Ah. Uh. Eat. Eat.